You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, uh, Eli, just hang on. Uh, we're, we are at 33 minutes past the hour, regardless of your time zone. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, coming to you from the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. And we appreciate our listening audience. We got a good 90 minutes uh, left for you. As I said in the last half hour, uh, in, in about 90 minutes' time, Bishop Robert Barron will be introduced as the new Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, you can find that on their site. Uh, we welcome him to our, our region uh, from uh, Los Angeles, formerly uh, Mundelein Seminary, now the Bishop of Winona, Rochester. And uh, Eli, uh, there's a change in your life, too. Eli, are you there? I am here, Monsignor. I've known you for five years. We've worked together for five years. That's true. And uh, you have a good radio voice as well. <laughs> Thank you. You should probably be in my chair. Uh, tell, tell us what's new in your life coming up. Yeah, well, uh, I've accepted a position uh, down in South Dakota, so I'll be moving next week um, down to Vermilion, South Dakota, starting a job with uh, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Very good. So, Eli, tell me, what is her name? <laughs> okay. Well, what what is, what is her name? Well, There's, my fi- my fiance's name is Juliet, but there she's, there we she's go. She's not even in Vermilion, so it's, oh, okay. it's not. You can't blame this one on her. Okay, okay. So, uh, so we wish you the best in your endeavors. Thank all right. You, so this is our last show together. We'll touch base uh, a little with you uh, when we preview uh, at the end of the next hour, all right? Sounds good. But uh, we wish you your great soul. You've helped Real Presence Radio tremendously. Uh, You've been mobile. You've been on site. I think we did. uh, You were at present for the uh, pro-life rally I did recently in January on the steps of the the Capitol here in Bismarck. So thank you, and you're going to do well wherever you go. And we're going to hate to, to lose you. So Thank you, uh, you have a change in your life. My, my next guest uh, does as well. His name is Isaac Golan. Good morning to you, Isaac. Good morning, Monsignor. Great to, great to have you in my office here at Corpus Christi where we're coming to you live. Um, you are a new Catholic. You came into the Catholic Church at Easter. You were received into the church. I have a lot of questions for you. First of all, Isaac Golan. Am I pronouncing that right? You are, yeah. Spelled G-O-L-E-N. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Isaac. I'm a, uh, I'm a freshman at the University of Mary here in Bismarck. I'm a super freshman, technically. I should be a sophomore, but something happened. Uh, I'm from Duluth, Minnesota. I'm originally from uh, Cloquet, Minnesota, which is right next to it. And uh, I'm studying theology and philosophy here at the university, which is just really fun. So I, I enjoy it. So how old are you? 20. You're 20. And um, I, I, I've been uh, teaching uh, uh, convert classes for almost three decades. And... Once we get to know each other in, in, the, in the coursework, I always ask them at some point, not why in the world would you want to become Catholic, mm-hmm. but I kind of ask them why in the world would you want to become Catholic, okay? <laughs> and uh, and there, are, there are many, many reasons. And uh, one, one of my converts uh, uh, became Catholic because her, her boyfriend introduced her to the, to the devotion of Mary. Um, I, I have uh, one convert. 
uh, e- even one of my staff who, who became a Catholic uh, because of the, uh, of the Holy Eucharist mm. and the teaching and the conviction of that. I, I had one woman become Catholic uh, because of our teaching of, of purgatory and, and the, 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 the teaching of mercy mm. that purgatory lends. She, she had, it, it, it's a long story. But I said, I've always heard of people, not always, but maybe I always have, heard people have leave the church because of purgatory or indulgences or this or that. But, but it was, it was uh, the, the, the mercy of God through the truth of purgatory that brought... And, and, and I had an historian that became Catholic once he studied history and realized that the Catholic Church is the one true church, the apostolic church. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, Isaac Golan. Why in the world did you become Catholic? Um, I would say the the one thing that kind of drew me in that I I was never aware of um, was kind of like that history element, that apostolic succession. Mm -hmm. Um, Our university chaplain, Father Dominic Bauck, who taught uh, the RCIA class, he brought that up, and it was just something I'd never thought about, never heard about, never knew that was even a concept. I was raised uh, Pentecostal where... That doesn't come up, of course. That's not something that's really mentioned, kind of that early church history, um, mm-hmm. which is just so fascinating. I love it. I love that that kind of raw, you know, kind of bootstraps, the way they, they kind of started out from nothing and, and turn mm-hmm. it into what it is today. And, and that was so cool just to hear that, that, like, yeah, every guy has a guy before him and a guy before him and a guy before him. All that's the, right. All the bishops, all the, the popes, and, and that was super sweet. So the historicity is is inspiring to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not just appealing to you, but aspiring to you. And I, I said in my homily last week, remember, after Good Friday, pretty much everything fell apart. I mean, the disciples went back fishing. Right. And, it was, and there was only one thing in, in, you know, in the early church that brought them together so quickly. There's only one thing that made them willing to die so readily, and that's that they saw him. They mm-hmm. saw the resurrected Christ. Mm-hmm. They witnessed the ascension, perhaps. And, and then they began to define the doctrine. Then they became a threat to the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Then they were martyred for what they believed. And so it's the early, early church history. Tell me about your life as a Pentecostal. Um, and you've been a Catholic just for seven weeks now, eight yeah, weeks yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a, a taste of Catholicism. And remember, Catholicism is like a mountain mm. that we never entirely climb right. in, in both its spirituality and its history and its knowledge. It, 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 is, a, it is a marvelous institution. Um, it's human and it's divine. Uh, and it'll be here, and it is still our Lord's way of salvation, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church. But tell us your different. What, what have you, um, uh, what have you noticed from your life as a Pentecostal to already in your life in the Roman Catholic Church? I would say the the main difference is this intellectual life among the Catholic Church, which is just not present whatsoever in in the, in the Pentecostal Church or even. Some of the other ones, kind of, that are just so loosey goosey and very emotion based, and and that's kind of a turnoff. I I mean, I, I love my old church. I love how I was raised, and they're super sweet people. But um, when it comes to a full depth of knowledge about church history and understanding um, Christianity as a whole, they really don't have that. Um, they're very, you know, praise and worship is how how I did it, and that's how I was raised, and it's it's fun, it's cute, but. Uh, there's just something missing. There's a lot missing, actually. And uh, I think that was something that was 
kind of in my heart it's like is this really all it is is there really nothing more to this than just guitars and, and cute little songs on the screen but uh yeah that's how i was raised and and i i uh i thought it was it was fun but it wasn't the whole story what what are what are some misconceptions in, in from your 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 life we can have we can bring one over here john as well and let's get another chair out of uh, trace's office um our next guests are coming, Dr. John McKincaid. Good morning to you and welcome. We're going to have you at the top of the hour. I've been I've been pushing St. Paul all morning. Good to have you here, kids. You can sit down. Uh, uh, Isaac Golan is my guest, a new a new Catholic. Um, what are some misconceptions you had about the Catholic faith growing up? Uh, I mean, basically, the way I was raised was just to do everything that the Catholics wouldn't do, or to just do the opposite of what they would believe. Um, I'd say misconceptions would be kind of the main ones, um, worshiping statues, worshiping Mary, things like that. Um, but again, there was no real conversation about it. It was just like, oh, don't do these things. That the, Don't do the beads. Don't do all the other little superstitious things that they do. And um, yeah, there was no actual conversation I was, I was faced with. Do you with. think they were malicious about conveying that, or were they just kind of commenting on that? Was there, was there an intent, or just uh, did they have that misconception? I'm sure it feels kind of defensive actually. It's it's almost like uh don't even look into it. Don't even don't even ask questions about it. This is just kind of we just push them away as um I guess superstitious and kind of you know very wrapped up in in their little objects and things like that. So that that's how I was uh presented uh the Catholic Church when I was a kid and and that's pretty far from the truth. I'm sure that happens, but that's not you know, that's not the core here. Uh, Steve Ray has been my guest here on this show often, uh, and as a as a Protestant, they they were they were trained to target Catholics. Were you trained to target Catholics? As, um, as a Pentecostal, did they tell you to go out? Did they tell you to go out and 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 ask Catholics about their faith? The Catholics are not going to know the answer, and so then then bring them in. No, but I do remember uh, in elementary school. Uh, just being very judgmental about them. Like, my friends would be like, oh, you're Catholic? Wow, you're creepy. You know, that was, <laughs> that was, that was the so, thing. Yeah. So you never dated a Catholic? N- no, that not might, really. That not really, no. That, no. that, that could have changed it, <laughs> no. too. Okay, Isaac Golan is my is my guest here uh, in this first uh, uh, hour, and he's he's a new Catholic. And at this time of year, as we, we're going to wrap up our Easter season uh, soon here with the uh, Feast of Pentecost, um, we're going to. Um, I, I like to visit with new Catholics on my on my show, and you are a you are a living, breathing Catholic for about seven weeks mm-hmm. at the age of twenty. Mm-hmm. Very good. A student at the University of Mary. What's your major? Uh, theology and philosophy. <laughs> so, th- th- so this could all, this could all be yours, and one of your professors right, is here. Right. So this office could all be yours. Mm-hmm, okay. And you'll have a nice rectory to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're going to take a break here, and then I have some more questions for you. And, and I, I want you to, to also, Isaac, uh, tell our Upper Midwest listening audience what advice you would offer to non-Catholics who might be considering uh, what we call RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, mm-hmm. which is technically for the non-baptized. I, I just like to say for non-Catholics who may want to be Catholic who may want to be received into the church, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? And I want to ask you because this is a reality of the whole thing. What your family thought of what you did, uh, your Pentecostal family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be back in just one moment. This is Monsignor Schumacher, and we'll be back. Uh, don't go anywhere. We got 
good stuff ahead, including who just walked in, Dr. John Kincaid, on his new book on Paul. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Father Jacob Boddicker of the Society of Jesus serving in the Diocese of Rapid City. I think my favorite part of being a priest is just the gift of being able to see a person on the level of the soul and that beautiful privilege of people trusting in the priesthood and trusting me and showing me what God has been doing in their heart. That privileged perspective on a soul that really only God has a right to, but Jesus in his goodness has chosen to let me see that work as well and to be a part of it. And so to, to labor in the vineyard, not only in the world, but in the, the hearts and souls of his people, uh, I think is the, the most beautiful gift of my priesthood so far. This is Agnes Lucy from Harvey, North Dakota, and I'm almost 90 years old. The advice I would give to others is to have faith in God, trust and believe he will help you, and surrender to his will. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right. Uh, thank you, Eli. Karen, thank you for being here to get us on the air. And I have two people in front of me. One is a student at the University of Mary. One is a, is a professor at the University of Mary. I've been interviewing Isaac Golan, a student from the University of Mary here in Bismarck. And Dr. John Kincaid has just walked in for his interview after the top of the hour. John, good morning to you. Good morning, Monsignor. Uh, you have a new book out on Paul. We're going to get into that after the top of the hour, and I'm looking forward to that. Likewise. Yeah. And I've, al- I've always said Paul gets robbed every Sunday. Uh, he wrote 13 of the 27 books, and he rarely gets airtime. So we're going to give him airtime. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan to we're me. We're going to give him airtime, yeah. all right. And we're going to, you, you have a couple of your children here. We're going to get to know your family as well. Back to you, Isaac. You're, you're a, a new Catholic. Mm-hmm. You, you uh, are, are um, touched by the history of the One True Church, and you are also um, a former Pentecostal. And you are um, uh, 
telling us some of the misconceptions that you had growing up about the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And first of all, um, let's uh, deal with this first, because uh, the will of God brings all kinds of listeners to our show, and there are people who may be listening uh, that uh, may be thinking about becoming um, Catholic. What would you say to them? Non-Catholics, maybe even non-baptized people mm-hmm. who may be thinking about becoming um, a Catholic to be received into the church. And it's amazing how new members always come forth. Uh, what would you say to them? I would say uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to actually you know, question what you think or, or be faced uh, to ask someone who knows more than what you think you know. Because, Get into a course, start to learn. Right, right. Because then it's, it can, it's kind of that pride, like, I already figured it out. I already know everything. And then that's almost never true. I mean, that's just not Become how it works. Become part of a parish, start to pray, mm-hmm. start to worship. Mm-hmm. And um, and Doc, uh, Father Bauk yes, was instrumental Bauk. in you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and so I think this is, I think, what we're seeing here is a, is a university working um, you coming in, mm-hmm. being touched by a priest mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit, and you're a new Catholic. Now, uh, let's get back to to your parents. Can you bring me up a little bit? I, I, a little echoey, Karen. Thank. Um, what um, What did your family say about you becoming a Catholic? Uh, because I, I, I let's be very practical about all of this. This This is not always easy. Mm-hmm. Um. My family was fine with it. There was really there wasn't much like tension. I'm sure there's other people who have a, a more difficult transition where mom's like, No, how could you do this? You're leaving the, mm-hmm. the one true whatever. But no, that didn't happen. Um they're uh they're just glad that I'm moving in this direction. I mean they're proud of me. There's no there's no tension there. Maybe at the beginning it was like, Oh, is he just doing whatever they're doing at the school? Is he just like totally following sure. what, with the, what what the what did they do to you? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. So um what what are your what are your life's plans? Oh, uh, I don't know. I kind of want to try seminary. I think that'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, Father Bauk gave a homily uh, a couple months ago now, um, where he said he's like, "Hey guys," he's just pointing at the young 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 men in the crowd. He's like, "Hey, we need priests to serve. We need you know we don't we don't come from trees. There's no factory where you just you know churn them out." Um, <laughs> And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know when your grandpa would just join the military because he wanted to do something greater or he had a, a feeling inside of him to actually serve in his country or his community? And he's like, yeah, that, that's what this is like, except this is way more important. This is a tradition that we have to carry on. And if you guys don't do it, it goes away. So he's he's been kind of very instrumental in saying, yeah, um, this is a real um, mission to carry out. And I love that sort of battle call, you know, that sort of like... Like, hey guys, stop caring about you know. I'm gonna drive the the fastest car. I'm gonna have the hottest wife. I'm gonna have the best job. It's like that's that's so dumb. That's so kind of selfish in its in its logic. And and to just come out of that and serve something greater is really really attractive. So when you were received into the church, mm-hmm. what uh, what experience was that like? Uh, that was beautiful. That was uh, Easter Vigil at uh, Our Lady of the Annunciation Chapel, and uh, Father Bach did a really great job. Um, I was there beforehand watching kind of the, the um, I guess they were kind of setting it up, and it was just amazing how all the altar servers know exactly what to do with the, the cross and all that. I was like, wow, this is a, a real big deal. I, I was kind of a little nervous going into it, but it was super sweet, and uh, I was baptized, and it was very, uh, um, 
just hard to put in words. You know, I was just very kind of emotional and was crying like a little girl after it. But yeah, that was <laughs> that was just that was a lot to take in. Very good. Uh, so, uh, when did you first learn about the Catholic Church? Had you known about the Catholic Church before you moved to the University of Mary? I mean, you certainly heard of the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. but had uh, is is that is that your first real uh, learning experience? Of- yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, in-depth history of the church, what it actually means, instead of all the crap that we hear, yeah, this is the first time Mm -hmm. I've heard it. Uh, It's like, um, and I quoted uh, Archbishop Sheen at my homily this past weekend, hundreds of people hate the Catholic Church, we know that. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of people hate the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. But he said millions more hate what they believe the Catholic Church to be. Right. Uh, millions more hate what they believe the Catholic Church to be. There, there's always this misconception, and um, so you you have uh, you you got to know the people, mm-hmm. and you got to know the spirituality. You must have started to go to mass. Oh yeah, right? yeah. That, that that drew you in, mm-hmm. and who knows? Uh, you could become pastor of Corpus Christi someday. <laughs> I would like that. Right. I'm moving to Arizona in 15 years, mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> the timing might be about right. Maybe, maybe might be about right. All right. So Isaac. Golan, listen, thank you for being on the show, and uh, you're an inspiration to us. You're a brand new Catholic, God Still Calls, Mm -hmm. and I want to thank you for for your response, and I want to thank you for uh, being being willing to to take this step Mm -hmm. as a former Pentecostal um, who has now become a Roman Catholic who has joined the one true uh, apostolic church, Mm -hmm. and with that comes responsibility. Right. And it comes with um, knowing your your role in it. Mm-hmm. So you are newly baptized. Good job, <laughs> and um, uh, keep it going. And come back uh, to Real Presence Radio and let us know what what happens in in, in your life in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alrighty. thank you. Much You're again. always a guest here. Thank you. Uh, we'll always take you on. Thank you, Isaac Golan from Minnesota, brought into the church uh, in the most recent Easter vigil at the University of Mary. A few weeks in, seven weeks in, eight weeks in, uh, great uh, story. And uh, there are so many reasons why uh, our converts become Catholic. And uh, I wonder what your reason is, whomever you are listening, whatever thoughts you may have in becoming a Catholic. We're going to have Dr. John Kincaid coming up after the top of the hour from the University of Mary. John is in early with uh, a couple of his children. John, good morning to you. Good morning, Monsignor. So you are the father of Natalie. You are the father of Jack and Evie. They're here. Um, We have Marie Grace. We have Olivia, Gabrielle, and I'm missing your second oldest. The youngest, Paul. Okay, the Paul, okay, and there's one after Natalie. Oh, that, it's Natalie, Jack, and Evie. They're here. Okay, Olivia, good, and then Gabriella, Mary, Grace, and, and Paul is one named after your love. That's Saint Paul. Absolutely. Uh, where are you from originally? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You've worked at uh, John Paul the Great in Southern California. I have. Then you've worked to, at Steubenville, Franciscan, for two years? Correct. And this is your third year at the University of Mary. That's right. And you are the Paul expert at the university? Well, I mean, if, 
I balk at that because he's very hard to yes. be an expert on. Yes. But I love Paul. Yeah, about Dr. That. John Kincaid. At, and this is one of your professors, Isaac? In Soon the to be. Very Soon. good. Very <laughs> good. Soon to be. I haven't uh, had so, him in class yet. So we're, mm-hmm. g- we're going to take a break at the top of the hour, and then we're going to come back with Dr. John Kincaid, and we're going to talk about his new book, Paul, a Covenant Jew. We're first going to talk about a little bit who St. Paul was, and then we're going to talk about his conversion, which was dramatic, and then we're going to talk about his book and why it's a contributive effort. Uh, his book is named Paul, a New Covenant Jew. You're a co-author, Correct. Dr. Kincaid. Who helped you with this book? Brant Petrie and Michael Barber, both of the Augustine Institute. And and you had worked with them before? They were your associates uh, before at John Paul the Great? Michael Barber was, and Brant's been a longtime friend. And how do people find this book right now if they want to look it up? Uh, Erdman's website, which is the publisher of our book, as well as almost any online So they could go to Amazon and you could could pull pull it up. It's called Paul, a New Covenant Jew. And we we know um, many things about St. Paul, and we um, um, continue to learn things even after... Uh, 2,000 years, uh, we, we, had, we had a year of St. Paul in 2008. That's right. And um, so we said 2008 for 2,000 years because he was born somewhere between 5 and 10. Is that right? That's right. Very good. And uh, so we're going to talk about Paul of Tarsus. I have some of my uh, notes here from, from my days of study. I, I pulled them out. Uh, I still haven't thrown them away. Uh, I usually haul them around for thirty years. Um, all of my, I, you're gonna Isaac, you're gonna take all kinds of notes, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be hard to part with. You're probably never gonna use them. <laughs> you're gonna box them. You're gonna move them with you every time. Right. You're gonna think about throwing them, and you won't because of the pain you had to have in them. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but sometimes they, they come in handy. This is one of my most recent courses. But we're gonna talk about Saint Paul who doesn't get enough airtime, with Dr. John Kincaid coming up after the break. As we come up on 59 minutes past the hour, Eli is going to move us into a break. We have another full hour for you, and we have another hour before the press conference introducing the new bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and that will be Bishop Robert Barron. So you can pull up their uh, their website at the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. He's due to come out in about 62 minutes. Uh, it's live on. You can see that. We welcome Bishop Robert Barron to the area, and we'll be back in just one moment. You're listening to Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest radio network, which is a great chunk of the Upper Midwest. We'll be back in just one moment. 